Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can also find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Age of Lawlessness Confronts Righteousness Here we look at the horizon while seeing the fulfillment of prophecy. But on the agenda, the age of lawlessness confronts the righteousness of the Lord God and those who believe in Him. Post, <clears throat> excuse me, Transforming Hope through the glass darkly, hope and transformation bring us into the arena of hope and our future. To be sure that today we are seeing through the glass darkly, but one day we shall see all things face to face. And the latest posts on warn-usa.com Righteous Branch, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 15 on Battle Lines Righteous Branch, Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in Scripture today. Although a long time ago, we find out that in the nations of men and women, the evil that pulls us from the Lord God has not changed. And on warn-usa.com, the Gospel Prophecy Advocacy, Fulfilling Jesus, Persecuted on Warren Radio, it is everlasting and the wicked shall pass away, as will all the former things. This week we also find the judgment along with glory, as the Lord God delivers a devastating blow to pride and a conquering army. And check out the book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. And you can find the, the Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Robertson, and many more. And the ebook is featured on Google, on Google Play. Be sure to go to warn-usa.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Go to danaglinsmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And also, there you can visit our Christian books, books and resource shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. <music> 
Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, we're doing good. Here we are again, and it's in March. Already? Yeah. Yeah, it did seem like it got here fast. It does. Every day goes by fast. And up front tonight, while we're talking about uh, a lot of stuff, uh, we got a an email from one of our partners, Bibles for the Mideast. And this was actually when I was putting the, uh, the broadcast together and they had sent me an email. And so I'm bringing this up now along with another one because uh, there's a lot of ministries that uh, are concerned about Ukraine. And right now Ukraine is a mess. And there's major ministries that have people on the ground, including um, Samaritan's Purse, CBN. And uh, right now, you got it's right in the middle. A lot of people have been killed, and it's a mess in Ukraine. But Bibles for the Mideast, uh, you know, has an underground assembly of the Loving God Church. It's an umbrella organization church under their name um, where they have had about 20 converts who were former, former Muslims and they've been gathering weekly to worship as believers. And uh, the problem of it is, of course, being over there, they do face persecution from the Muslim community and uh, some more mainline Orthodox Christians secretly support them. Now, if you know about Russia, they have the Russian Orthodox Church. And the Russian Orthodox Church has had history in Russia of persecuting uh, Christians from other denominations. This is historic history. But because of the Russian invasion now, uh, the church in Kiev... Uh, is where this is at. And Kiev has been hit pretty hard, and they're going to get hit harder. Uh, so they're under a lot of pressure, a lot of danger. I haven't heard any more. Um, and uh, it's already come under heavy fire. And the church itself was destroyed. And the pastor miraculously escaped. But his wife and children were seriously injured. They, at the time, they were recovering in a nursing home. And so the note here is is that the Kiev church is gathered uh, in the railway subway for prayers. And today the news was a lot of Kiev are in the subways of Kiev. Uh, that saves them from the bombing. Oh, that's so uh, tragic. It, it is. It, it's just there's a Horrifying. lot of innocent I hate people to, here. I hate this going on. Yes, so do I. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as far as Putin goes, his inner KGB came out because he is a former KGB. When he was a young man, he was a KGB. And he was really just kind of fledgling getting along when Russia, uh, the USSR, folded. And then all these little countries uh, uh, got away from the USSR and the country became known as Russia. And Putin sees it as his goal to reconstruct the, the USSR. And so we'll just have to see how this all goes because Russia plays a part in the end of days. Uh, many, many prophetic teachers believe that in uh, Gog and Magog uh, that Russia is going to be one of those uh, in there because of... Uh, Gog, who is the prince of Meshach, Tubal, and I forget the other one. But at any rate, pray for Bibles for the Mideast Church in Kiev. There's other churches there. There's other believers there. We know that uh, CBN has a correspondent there. At least it was last time I seen. I got an email from him, uh, and... Uh, they were talking about that. I don't know if he was able to get out of there or where he's at or nothing, but I know that CBN was in there. 
I know that uh, the Samaritan's Purse uh, was sending in shipments of stuff, and they had people working in Kiev and the other big city there, and they could have easily been caught there. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of innocent people caught right in the middle of this. This is dangerous work. Yes, it is. Um, now, if when we get into again, we have the Slavic Gospel Association um, is going to be providing uh, food, winter clothes, blankets, and medicines for a lot of people, and uh, people are fleeing local churches and. Uh, so at any rate, uh, the Slavic Gospel Association, of course, when you talk about Slavic, you're talking about both Russia and Ukraine. Uh, almost all of those are really um, closely related, but Ukraine and Russia are both Slavic. They, they have virtually the same people. Matter of fact, there was a film that showed uh, some of the people in Ukraine talking to the soldiers and showed them their IDs and other stuff. And... Uh, when they were where they were born and who they were, you know, I mean, um, and then of course Putin was bombing another city, and they're mo almost entirely Russian, and uh, so they're killing their own people. I mean, this thing has just absolutely been a mess. So, uh, you know, and then they've got another another big. I mean, it's just a mess, and. Uh, so I don't know where we're at. I found a lot of, uh, I even found uh, a guy from the United States who belonged to the Communist Party who was over in Ukraine. I think that's where he was originally from. And uh, he is rooting for Putin to win because there, there apparently are others like him who didn't like this current regime. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, if you'll remember in America, uh, many of the Democrats and the liberals, as well as uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, all called Trump supporters and every, you know, white people, Trump supporters, Christians, you know, patriots, you know, uh, Nazis. And that's typical, you know, and uh, they're the Nazis. They're the, you know, the antithesis of freedom. They're the ones that follow Marx. And so this is a real big issue that, that, that the devil uses. And these people are absolutely blind. This is what they do. And in America, we're divided. Uh, and if we're not careful, we're going to be in the same mess ourselves. But uh, nevertheless, it's a mess over there. So you've got the U.S.-based Slavic Gospel Association. The, and also the Assyrians are involved. We get, a mess, we get stuff from the Assyrian groups which uh, do have originated rather originally originated uh, over in the area of the Ukraine so you wouldn't believe all the connections that are going on here with this the USSR Ukraine going on right now it is it is just a mess and so you have the Assyrian you have the Slavic Gospel Association and of course, you've got Bibles for the Mideast, you've got CBN, you know. So as you can see, uh, you need to pray for their safety. But if you're caught over there with, with Russia and what's going over there now, uh, Putin just don't care who he kills over there. And uh, the bottom line of it is, is that uh, it is a mess. And the Lord said they are, there are going to be wars and rumors of wars. And he says these things must needs happen but the end is not yet uh, and so that's you can read uh, Matthew 24 uh, Luke 21 and Mark 13 and you can read for yourself some of these end time things uh, folks we, we are uh, you may not believe we're in the end of days I didn't think we were this close uh, I've been warning Tower and I've been warning for over two decades about things of the end times and about judgment on America and uh, I've, I've warned twice now specifically uh, when the Lord told me about certain things of first uh, of course the very first one was a long time ago but uh, of the latest two one was when we had the um, the eclipse and it divided America 
and I gave her prophecy about that and then not too long ago about the election which the Lord had revealed to me and so these things aren't going to go away not anytime soon so you'll need to do what you can to build your faith and buckle up and trust the Lord and so yes, I that's I, an amen to that yeah now the thing about Samaritan's Purse um, and this was uh, they said that they were deploying disaster response specialists to Poland and Romania but then uh, wh when I was listening I, I'm trying to follow all these different groups then I think it was uh, CBN, uh, there's one major organization that had people on the ground. And I thought Samaritan's Purse came out and said they had people on the ground uh, in the two major areas. Uh, Kiev is one of them and then the other one. I can't pronounce it now. But at any rate, uh, needless to say, you know, you have a lot of relief, a lot of things going on. There was a lot of relief that came to the border today. Uh, sent there by some of the European countries. I'm I don't. Glad. I don't Thank know. God. I don't know how the world they're going to get it in there. I mean, oh, it, I know. It, you know, there's a lot of people. There's there, last count, it was 500,000 thereabouts, either over or under, uh, that I'd seen. 490,000 or something. I mean, they're all over the place. Then I think it went up. I mean, it is just a mess over there. And of course, that's what. Putin wants because one of the key things of Marxism is to create chaos and bring this the whole system down in order to take it over because when it is you come in you bring order in and you force them to take the system that you have and, and that's the way Marxist takeovers work so um, in, unless Ukraine is really tough and he get they get some help Putin's going to have his way in Ukraine. It's going to be a mess. Oh, I hope not. Belarius Lord. is not helping at all. Um, because the former, if I've got this right, the former president right now, the guy in charge in Belarius was in the Ukraine. And then he got voted out or tossed out. And he went over to Belarius and got elected. And then he had some problems. But in this one, Putin went in and bailed him out and installed him permanently, and they put troops in there. So, uh, you know, now Belarius is permanently Russia's puppet now. So this is what what Putin is doing, and, and by assessments that I've seen, there's three or four other countries that he's looking at going into and doing the same thing. He's not done. And so... Um, I don't know who's going to stop him, but nobody, <laughs> nobody's been really working on their armies for a long time. It's very distressing. It is distressing. It's just absolutely distressing, and I feel for the people. Oh, I do too. For the fighters, and, uh, you know, it just sick and then you look up and you see this dipwit Trudeau and those who follow him and and he's doing some of the same stuff up there uh, and the other day I seen where they're working on the social credit system the same one from China and oh, good uh, grief and the and the woman who who was in charge of that big trucker thing yeah uh, they still have her locked up do She's, they yeah and they had her on social mischief that's what it is but they won't let her go and uh, she was in court and she had uh, chains on both her feet and hands is the way they've been treating up, up like there. she would run away well like like they're criminals they're, yeah. they're not criminals they were going up there they wanted to talk to uh, Trudeau and, and try to they went there in peace, and they wound up in prison. That's terrible. Uh, Trudeau is a creep, and he's a number one creep, and he's wicked. Trudeau, that young punk, needs to get his butt thrown out of there. But nobody has any guts up there, apparently, because they let this dipwit get through it. That's true. 
you know, I, I have no respect for Trudeau, and I have little respect for the Canadian government. Now, the, the Canadian people are the ones that have the guts. Now, see, we've got a trucker going through Washington, D.C., going there. and A I, truck convoy? Yeah, the very first time I heard this, this, I knew this was going to be a bad idea, just the same way when Trump said he was going to have a rally in D.C. the day they were doing everything. Uh, you know, the voting on that, uh, you know, confirming the the election. And uh, I, I told Tower, I said, they shouldn't do that. I said, I would never go in to that like that. And there's reasons that you wouldn't. I'm not going to go into it, but there's reasons. So this truckers thing is not going to work out good. I, I don't feel good about it. The reason I don't is because there's going to be conflict. Uh, all those people up there in D.C. are crazy. They, they really are. And uh, in the old days, you know, it, you could have, you know, the 60s. We came out of the 60s. We had all kinds of uh, protests and riots. And sometimes they got out of hand. But basically, you know, the thing of it is, uh, America, we've always had the right to protest and voice our opinion. But these knuckleheads we've got in charge today don't have sense God gave a pickle. Boy, isn't that the truth. So at any rate, uh, we want to talk about Raymond Coe right now. You remember him, Tower? Um, not sure if I do. Well, Raymond Coe yeah. was Febu February 12th, 2017. Five years ago. And we talked about this. He was in, in his car. And as he was driving, three black uh, SUVs, one came up in front of it, one came up behind it, and the other beside it. And they all slowed down together and stopped him. And uh, they went in, took him, and uh, they were a trained paramilitary para uh, group. And they whisk him away, and I don't know where the world he went to. Um, and uh, uh, Raymond, uh, Pastor Coe, had uh, gotten a number of uh, people mad at him uh, over allegations that he was converting Muslims to Christianity, and he was working in Malaysia. And uh, part of the threats were receiving bullets and white powder, etc. Um, and then in uh, 2019, uh, the, the Human Rights Commission uh, began uh, of October of 2017. They began an investigation. And then in 2019, now that is two years later, they announced that he was a victim of enforced disappearance. And they said uh, they, they thought the Royal Malaysia Police Force Special Branch abducted him. And why would they do that? Well, because he's a Christian, he's a pastor, and they just soon lose him. And so there's no law over there. You know, they got laws. But Christians, if you're a Christian in some of these countries, uh, you have no rights. And and this really goes back a long ways. This, You know, you and I, years and years ago, we had friends that were in another country. And, and they had gone down there because of the president that we had at the time, which was Obama. There was a lot of... A lot of stuff going on when he was president and a lot of stuff that that wasn't kosher and so there was a lot of people planning on leaving America at that time and uh, you know when 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 you get right into it and you look at this stuff things can change so quickly and so Yeah, it's just you think one thing and something else happens. So, uh, you know, his wife was honored as an International Woman of Courage in 2020 by the State Depi Department and has called for 
international efforts to set him free. And Malaysian Christians held a candlelight vigil for him, but um, she decided to commence legal proceedings against the government. I don't think that'll go anywhere. I doubt it. Uh, but uh, the legal proceedings aren't even going to begin until 2023. Oh, good grief. The guy's probably, you know, could be dead by then. I if mean, he's not already. Yeah, well, see, the thing of it is, um, you know, you have to prepare, prepare yourself. And, and what they say here is that he might have been martyred. And, and that's really what why they're not speaking up about it. But uh, he had uh, three children. And, uh, God, it's just too bad. I mean, this, it is. this guy just disappears. And uh, believe it or not, many years when I was, uh, years ago, when I was in the military, uh, pre-70, uh, you know, they told us that when you go into a foreign country, if you get in trouble, uh, that's, that's up to you to get out of it. And if you don't show up, you're AWOL. So you're in trouble with us. So the military had a real strong thing about it. And uh, me, I stayed out of foreign countries. Yeah, I'm not interested in traveling. Well, the reason of it is, is because you can get in a lot of trouble over there, especially as a serviceman. And uh, there's very few places that are really friendly to them. Uh, they like the money of the servicemen. Right. And uh, let's see, hookers, bars, tattoo artists, those are some of the three hot properties of servicemen when they're out on a weekend. Um, but I spend a lot of my time walking on the street with my buddies, just talking. So at any rate, man, I'll tell you, look at this stuff. A lot of trouble. It is. I think it's ramped up in the last few years as well. I think it has too. Now, uh, Pastor Co. was uh, comes from uh, International Christian Concern, and we're going to be talking about Barnabas funds. Uh, warning on the Burkina Faso and uh, you know whenever you look at this you always know what it is Muslim insurgencies yes that's right all the time they're having trouble with insurgencies and peace and keeping people safe and you can 99% of the time you can link it to Islamic extremists, period. And so the military leader by the last name of Dam, uh, Damaba or Damiba or Damiba, I don't know. Yeah, I'd go with the last one, Damiba. And, and of course, he's the military leader. He planned a uh, uh, pledge to tackle the insurgency. And uh, I like this because he, he actually pledged to do something. He's a lieutenant colonel, and he actually led a military coup that ousted the elected president who had been in office for six years, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> and so they needed to stop the murder of innocent people, and, and so he's, uh, he's vowed to hunt them down and destroy them. Good. I hope he's successful. And see, this this goes back to Nigeria, which we've talked about a lot. You know, we started covering it back when Jonathan Goodluck Johnson was there, who was Christian, and he was the president of Nigeria. And he swore he would destroy, uh, at the time, it was Boko Haram, uh, I believe, and uh, never happened. So then... You come along uh, Buhari, who is a Fulani, and uh, so so happens that Boko Haram, uh, the word was, had taught 
had a meeting with the Fulani, and a lot of them started being militant and attacking Christians. And now today, uh, the Nigerian military hasn't stopped any of it. And so it's a good thing that this lieutenant colonel, colonel did do this. And, uh, and of course, as is the problem in Africa, it doesn't stay in like over here in Burkina Faso. It wound up over in Mali and Niger. And uh, so it, it always goes cross border. This is Africa. And we know that, that there's a big presence of, uh, of these uh, militants who want to uh, take Africa totally. And so th these are the issues. And uh, the people that are living there need protection. Because these uh, Islamic groups will kill Muslims as well. Anybody that is, you know, doesn't join their cause or do anything, everybody's an enemy. And uh, Barnabas Aid was told that uh, most Christians have fled the worst affected areas, which you can't, you, you, you can't blame, blame them. So you just close up your church building and leave. Uh, because you're saving your life. I mean, you leave your homes, you leave everything, because if you stay, you're going to die. This is life in a lot of the parts of the world, folks. That's the way it is. So we, now We can't even imagine that. No. So now you put this over in um, where Russia's fighting over there now, the Ukraine, and Who's going to want to stay there now with what they're doing? Today, I've seen a story where the U.S. was ready to accept Ukrainian uh, people that were fleeing all of that over there. You know, the bottom line of it is... Uh, America can't take any, everybody. I mean... The, the problem of it is the world's getting smaller because most of the people, you know, I mean, this this is a global jihad. And nobody has taken it serious for as long as I can remember. They let it go. They don't push it. They don't try to. And a lot of times they're jihadin' in Muslim areas and they're killing Christians. And the Muslim country don't bother with them. So the jihadists let them go. I mean, it's just like nobody's serious here. Yeah. But you're running out of out of room, you know. You're getting to the point that you need to, uh, you know, you need to take care of these things. But you know, we're daylight and a dollar short. Yes, we are. And so that's Burkina Faso. We've talked about Malaysia and Raymond Co. We've talked about Ukraine. And we've talked about Samaritan's Purse and other humanitarian groups that are caught in the crossfires. And this is going to be normal. You know, missionaries and all these kind of groups have always worked in dangerous areas. And many of them have gotten killed because of it. But the thing of it is, the gospel's going to go out. That's what the Lord says. And then the end shall come. And so now's not the time for the Christian church, you know, to just retreat. We have to stand up in faith. And we, we must go forward. That's what the Lord is calling us to do. Amen. So at any rate, uh, are you ready on yours? Um, sure. Okay. This is about real deliverance. And this story comes to us from CBN News. Former dope dealer to Christ. No, from former, from former dope dealer to Christ. It's Rich Walter's story. And he said we'd spend hours 
even days bagging up dope to be distributed all across our state. Ten years ago, if we crossed paths, I'd have had a throwaway pistol, a knife, a pile of dirty cash, and a few ounces of dope in my pocket. Now Rich and his wife, Shay, share how God set them free from a life of addiction that kept them in and out of prison, depressed and near the brink of death. And for the longest time, Rick was in a never-ending cycle of drug addiction and alcoholism. He couldn't seem to step out of it. He was living life, the life of a complete and total failure and desperate. desperate. It was so, so bad, it was to the point where he'd overdosed multiple times, and there, are, there were times that you would literally welcome death. And by the time Shay, his wife, 25, was 25, she had survived numerous overdoses and multiple suicide attempts. In October of 2015, she was arrested on nine felony drug charges and faced 22 years in prison. But that also became a turning point in her life. She said, I felt like I didn't have any reason to even be here on the earth. I just had no hope. I could not imagine my life the way that it was anymore. And then it's, and that is when I had a genuine and humble moment that I cried out to God and I asked him to intercede in my life. And she said, when God is the only person in, your, in the cell with you, it leads to a very special bond with him. And Rich said, for whatever reason, God continued to sustain, to sustain him and keep him alive long enough to get him to a place where the miracles could take place in his life. And the couple now run Peer Solutions Behavioral Health in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and minister to more than one million people combined on their Facebook pages. Their message is simple. God is a God of second chances. And Rich said he was public enemy number one here in there in his community, and since that time, he has now become a pillar of the, this com, of his community. And now the court system actually sends people to them. And um, they, they trust us to help their people when they're in trouble and they need help. The healing that we've seen take place, the chains of addiction being broken over people's lives, that's not us. That's because we have God going into every situation with us. And uh, it says they recently saw a former Satanist give his life to the Lord. And they said God has a habit of recruiting from the pit and taking two low-bottom violent drug-addicted criminals and turning them into disciples. God has a habit of equip, equipping the worst society the worst society has to offer and using them to win souls. God has literally done the miraculous in our lives. We are walking, talking miracles. And you know, that's how God is. He confounds the wise and he uses the base things of the earth. You know, he does. And that's what he, was, what he did with Paul. Yeah. You know, Paul was an enemy of the gospel and raised the church, and uh, Paul saved him. And over the years, we have heard of other other Satanists and, you know, people that, you know, you wouldn't think. That there that, was even any hope of redemption in their lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what the Lord does, and uh, that's why it's good to hear these particular testimonies. That's right. Because you look around every day, you see all the things you're faced with, all the stuff that's going on, but not everybody's like that. And maybe they have, there's people out there that have fam family members that are in, caught up in these bad situations. Yeah. And there is hope. <clears throat> there is. Thank God. Now, we're in Nigeria. We talked a little bit about Nigeria, but, uh, you know... When uh, ISIS was uh, so hot and heavy in 24 and 2015, uh, there was a number of other groups worldwide that identified with them and joined. And they started their own chapters, so-called, uh, their own little group. 
wherever they were. And so uh, ISIS, you know, known as Islamic State, you know, that's what they were going to form. Well, this one happens to be in West Africa. And uh, the story, it, again, takes us to the Chibok area of Nigeria. And, you know, we have talked a lot about the Chibok. And it's just absolutely... It seems like they go in there every two, two to three years and kidnap girls. girls. Yeah. And I don't know why, after all this time, they don't put a decent guard around all these schools with these kids in it. But it just gets irritating. Can't you people protect your kids? And uh, and there was an attack. This is Boko Haram. And uh, there was some people from the Church of the Brethren. Uh, a, a denomination that, that I've heard of been many years ago and uh, you know they they talk about this you know only God can really deliver them but uh, you know we talk about this and um, Tower and I were trying to figure how many the first time we really came there was quite a few that were and, that were kidnapped yeah yeah i can't remember there was a lot of them and uh, 276 know, there's been over 600 women young girls i believe or more but these girls get uh, get taken and uh, they you know some of them escape and uh, they said they have a record of, uh, you know, 57 girls uh, escaping. And uh, they've kidnapped at least 332 Christians and destroyed more than 20 Christian worship centers. This is in Nigeria. Yeah. You know, and... You know, you try to say, you know, um, radical Islam, and it's been this way for many years. You know, these dipwits that run these high-tech things that try to ban everybody don't like that. Liberals don't like that term. But the bottom line of it is, is when we talk about war, when we talk about radicals, when we talk about unrest, it's not Russia usually. It is always, always radical Islam. A couple of times it's radical Hinduism in, uh, uh, over in uh, India. But it always traces back. To India, I mean to uh, uh, Islam. Great, great amount of the time, all the time. So is it any wonder that right now, today, we're dealing with Iran and a missile? Now Trump has gone on record as saying that Iran, because of the way things have turned out, and the Biden administration okaying it that Iran will probably get a nuke, and the day they get the nuke is, is going to be terrible. We warned about this years ago. We said years and years ago that the day that Iran gets the nuke and they can actually fire it off is the day that they're going to either attack Israel or figure a way when they're going to do it. Yep. You, that's writing on the wall. They're going to do it. Now, Trump said that Israel's going to cease to exist. Now, I don't believe that because of Scripture. But I can tell you one thing, that in America we need to get our heads out of the nether region and wake up because and, and having your border open, Biden couldn't have hurt America any more than having a border open 
because I can guarantee you with all the people that he allowed in and all the people that he wants to make a, an American citizen, he's going to guarantee that this country is going to be filled with the same terror you see around the world. And because of the Biden administration, you're going to see in America that you're not going to want to live in, but you won't have any place to go because the Biden administration has made it almost unlivable. He will have by then because of his policies. And, uh, you know, an example of that is how we're paying Russia billions of dollars for oil, you see, and gas. And we shouldn't be doing that because we have sanctions. Everybody has sanctions. But the Biden administration decided to keep buying Russian oil. So while we're condemning them and while we're doing all this stuff to stop Russia, under the table behind the back, we're giving them money for oil to yeah. come into America when our American oil is more than enough to feed everybody, to take care of everybody. And to sell. We, we would have some to sell to we other would countries. Have. Matter of fact, because of this thing with Russia... Russia can easily cut off all the oil and stuff that's going into Europe. Yeah, there, and he the, could tell us to go fly jump kite. off. Yeah, jump and off a thing, cliff. You know, I mean, the Biden administration, by far, is one of the worst, corrupt, moronic, idiotic administrations this country has ever had. You couldn't have got worse things that he did if you tried. That's right. And every bit of this, folks, points to judgment. He's only in there for one reason, and that's judgment. And and I can tell you, when you look at judgment, you know, the Lord God did that with Judah and the northern tribes as well. Whenever they started falling away, he would allow them to have enemies that would prosper against them. And then Israel would cry out, God would deliver them, they would fall away. It was a pattern all the time until finally both both the northern tribes and Judah were carried away captive. Now Ooh. I got news for you. You'd better wake up America because this is not the America you think it is. Everything is seething, there's plots, there's people that hate this country, they have been taught Marxist rules and BLM and uh, ISIS not ISIS but uh, Antifa they follow the playbook to take over a country well you know the blood of all these people Afghanistan what's going on in Ukraine all the aborted babies, that's blood on the administration yeah, that's in place today. Blood it, is on their hands. Plus Afghanistan. I did mention that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And so just like in Chibok, there's been a lot of wickedness going on. There's a lot of blood shed. And, uh, of course, a local resident said only God will deliver us in Chibok from these Boko Haram Islamic State terrorists. That's true. So, you know, th there's a lot of this stuff going on. And, and, you know, these are everything fitting into the lawlessness of this age. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And one of the major things with Noah was that God looked down and every everything was wicked. The thoughts of men were only wicked continually. And they did wickedness and violence filled the earth. Can you imagine? And that's where we're at today. We are. Absolutely. So, at any rate, time to wake up. If you haven't woke up, dear God in heaven, better wake up. That's right. Now, we're over in Iran now, 
And see, here's another country that, as we talked just a bit ago, <laughs> they're aiming to overthrow Israel. That, that's their greatest desire. And so if Russia moves in any way, they'll take Iran with them. And so if you're a Christian there, you know, and this story is about three people. They faced 10 years in a northern Iranian prison, and all they were doing was worshiping according to the Bible. That is just... Yeah. Can you imagine that? Nonsense. And you know... Stupidity. It it gets even worse than that. Because they don't want you reading the Bible. They don't want you praying. They don't want you doing nothing. Well, I got news for you. If I want to pray, I'm going to pray. That's right. If I want to praise God, I'm going to praise God. And so, I mean... We have wickedness thoroughly entrenched in places. Iran, they have an ayatollah over there supposed to be holy and bringing the truth of God. He's not bringing the truth of God. He's filled with a demon. (laughs) The guy is wicked. Islam is wickedness. It's not the right path, whether you like it or not. There is only one path through Yeshua. That's right. The the promise never went through Ishmael, guys and gals. It went through Isaac. And Yahshua is from the line of Isaac. And so they were arrested in September of 2021. Now we're 2022. (laughs) And so we're talking about it. They were charged with engaging in propaganda and educational activities for deviant beliefs contrary to Holy Sharia. Oh, good grief. And for connection with foreign leaders. And uh, they have a new Article 500 of Iran's Penal Code, which gives greater latitude to prosecutors and judges to increase the sentences of Christians because they want Christians in jail. And they want them separated because they don't want them saving other people and what they haven't figured out yet is that God's spirit is the one that's working in the hearts of Islamists of of Muslims that's right And and he works in the hearts of Hindus he works in the hearts of drug addicts he works in the hearts of everybody And that's the thing. You're not going to stop the Spirit of God. But that's what they're trying to do. And, of course, that Article 500, they have accused it of being a full-on attack on the right of freedom of religion and belief. It is. When you start talking about the freedom of religion, the freedom of religion is blatantly different than what we think of in America. It's not the same thing. The freedom of religion is the freedom, yeah, well, I'm a Christian, but not the freedom to practice at all. You can't have a church. You can't pray. You can't do nothing. Yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, and I've even had stories out of uh, India where the people were silent and praying and they still got in trouble. This is sick. Yes, it is. So at any rate, we're going to move on. Are you uh, ready? Do we have time? Well, we've got about six minutes. Oh, okay. This is uh, came to us by from CBN News again. And it's the testimony of Beckett Cook. He was a successful Hollywood production designer, and in his own words, he gives us his story. I thought the whole purpose of my life and meaning of my life was finding true love in another human human being, in a guy, and finding success in my career. So at a very young age, I knew that I was attracted to the same sex. I had to keep it to myself. I dated girls in 
In elementary school, I went steady with girls. In high school, I dated girls, but it was all a facade. After college, I ended up moving to L.A. to pursue acting and writing and uh, more of a creative field. I just came out to everyone, and that's when I fully embraced homosexuality as my identity. After each relationship with a guy, and after it would end, I had total amnesia that that it how it all happened and I would think oh the next guy is going to be perfect and the next guy is going to be amazing and of course two years later it's over there's cheating infidelity and it's over at this point in my life I was very successful in my career as a set designer production designer I was doing covers for Vogue and for Harper's Bazaar I worked with a lot of pop stars like Katy Perry and Paris Hilton and Oprah and everyone you can imagine I worked with them and I also started my own men's fashion line that was successful our clothes were in LA New York and Paris I went to all the shows I went to all the after parties I was at this one after party in Paris and I remember just everyone was there from the fashion world I think Kanye was there that year and I was kind of looking out over the crowd and it just struck me so profoundly. Is that all there is to life? Just going to parties for the rest of my life? Is that what it's all about? And I really started to panic that night. I was overwhelmed with a sense of emptiness. I got back to L.A., got busy with work for about six months, and I was at a coffee shop in Silver Lake with my best friend, and he was gay too, and we noticed shockingly that there was a table next to us with Bibles on the table. This was the first time I'd seen a Bible in public in Los Angeles ever. And by that point in my life, I was, a pra I was practically atheist. Finally, I turned around and I said, are you guys Christians? And they said, and they laid it out for me. They told me what they believed. They told me the gospel. So what does your church in Hollywood believe about homosexuality? And they were just like, well, you know, we believe it's a sin. And what's interesting about that is, number one, I appreciated how frank, kind, how frank they were and honest. They invited me to church that following Sunday, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go to your church, but I'll think about it. And then the following Sunday, I wake up and I'm like, I guess I'm going to go to this church today. And the pastor comes out and he starts preaching on Romans chapter 7, and something strange started happening. Everything he was saying, every word he was saying, every sentence he was saying started to resonate this truth in my mind, in my heart and I didn't know why. I was on the edge of my seat, literally on the edge of my seat. It was the first time I had really heard the gospel and understood it. And before he left, he invited people to get prayed with on the side of the church. I go up to this guy, a stranger, and I say, I don't know what I believe, but I'm here. And he said, okay, let me pray for you. And he laid hands on me and prayed for me it seemed really intense and long and I just remember thinking why does this straight dude love me so much because it seemed so loving that what he was saying and praying and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit floods floods me and God has revealed himself to me in that moment and he's like you know you're now adopted into my kingdom welcome and I was like whoa and then I just started bawling, hysterically bawling. And I knew in that moment, I knew into the core of my being that being gay was no longer who I was, but I didn't care. Like I had just met Jesus Christ. Some people might say that I'm just suppressing who I really am, but they don't get it because, you know, I lived the life for a really long time and I marched in gay parade gay We're gonna have pride to go. praise and so anyway if you want to hear more about Beckett Cook's story you can do that from a book called A Change of Affection A Gay Man's Incredible Story of Redemption and it's amazing that God transformed his life
And so um, we have to go. So good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We hope the best for you. Stay safe in Christ. Pray for your brothers. Pray for Ukraine. And we're praying for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.